Good night, everyone. And that is not an ending, but a greeting because once again, I am up at 11 o'clock doing a podcast Bible study, but hey, it's fine. I am well rested and I'm not sleepy this time. So tonight it is a Bible study on the first and second book of Peter. I loved it, but y'all know this was like my war section of the Bible because it has taken me through a lot of seasons of my life. But first I want to pray and I want to get started because just pray for me because this was a lot of content and the title really took me to other places in the Bible where I had to search and put it all together. So we're going to pray and then I'm going to walk my way through this. So Heavenly Father, tonight we're just coming with a humble heart to say thank you. Not just because of what you have done for us, but because of who you are. And because you have allowed us to come together one more night to just distinguish and to understand your word and for it to be a right now word. And God, on tonight, whatever it is that somebody is waiting for, whatever it is that somebody is praying for, whatever it is that somebody is fasting for, God, we just ask for the speed of acceleration to be placed on that blessing. And God, we come to say that we want to be forgiven for the things that we have done knowingly and unknowingly. And we repent for those very things, God. Let it not be a hindrance anymore in our lives on tonight. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. So, the title for tonight is Living Hope. The Living Hope. So, if you have read the first and second book of Peter, then you know that the first section of the first book of Peter, I'm going to read it. It says, In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you. So, that's where the title, The Living Hope, came from. And before we get into what I titled the instructions, because that's what I really saw the rest of the book as, I want to just discuss for a minute, what is the living hope? To me, in my study, the living hope is the promise that God made to all of us that believe. This living hope lives on the inside of us. The first book of John, the fourth chapter, the fourth verse says, because the one who lives in you is greater than the one who is in the world. I view this living hope as Jesus, the Holy Spirit. That is the living hope because when we look at the word living, and I need to go back to my notes that I wrote for that. When you look at the word living, this is what it means. It means to be alive, not dead, 
having life, active, existing, surviving, remaining, vital, spirited. That is everything that Jesus is. And I just want to replace those words where it says living hope. I want to replace all those words into it. So instead of living hope, we call it the alive hope, the not dead hope, having life hope, active hope, existing hope, surviving hope, remaining hope, vital hope, spirited hope. And to obtain all these things, you have to have breath. You have to be alive. It's something that can't be dead. Hope is not dead. So many times when we want to be defeated, we have to be reminded that there is a living hope on the inside of us. You have hope in someone who is still living and yet still alive. So therefore, we should never feel like hope isn't for us. We should never feel like hope can't be the last resort. When in all actuality, that should be our only resort. We should always be hoping because it's alive. We should always be hoping because God is the living hope. He is the living hope. Okay, so let's go back to the notes because I want to just give you some scriptures because I don't want you to believe me. I want you to believe the word. So let's go to Romans 12 and 12. It says, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Be joyful in hope, be joyful in hope. But who gives us joy? The world can't give you joy. Nobody in this world can give you joy. The universe cannot give you joy. Your children cannot give you joy. Nothing in this world can give you joy. The living hope, which is Jesus, gives you joy. Jesus is the living hope. Okay? You don't believe me still? Let's go to Jeremiah 29 and 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. His plans is to give us him. But you got to want it. You got to seek him. And all these things will be added unto you. You have to seek him for your living hope. Romans 15 and 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him. I told you he gives you joy. That you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So now you get to see that the living hope is Jesus. All right. So just for the Bible study purpose of it, because when I started thinking about it, I was like, wait a minute. The living hope, the living hope. So as I went back, because I had to read the books twice to get what it was saying to me. And. I was like, oh my goodness, the book of Peter gives you instructions on how to dwell in the living hope. So it is 15 instructions that I found in the first and second book of Peter. So the first book 
Um, and I just haven't written down because I didn't even separate on where the first book ended and the second began. So we're just going to roll through all of the instructions. So the first instruction is you are to suffer grief, but only for a little while, because this proves your faith and the genuineness of your faith. The second point is to stay alert and sober. Stay alert. Alert was one of the things or one of the synonyms for living alert you have to be alive to be alert so you can't die in any situations that arise throughout this lifetime you have to make sure you're speaking life into all these situations stay alert and sober 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 means to not be intoxicated to not be filled with poison not filled with negativity, not filled with bad thoughts. Be sober. Stay alert and sober. Both of these are, when I think about it, in your mind. Always make sure you put on the full armor of God because then you are in position. You are alert. You are sober. Nothing can attack you. Nothing can catch you off guard. Okay, number three. Don't conform to your old ways. Be holy. Don't go back to what you used to do. Don't tell folks who you used to be. Let's talk about the now. Be holy in all your ways. So number four, love love one another and get rid of malice, deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander. We should be loving one another. We should love... We should love so hard that even when people do us wrong, they will feel bad about it. It even talks about it in Peter. So let's keep going. Five, accept your rejection because I want to read this one. Rejected by humans, but chosen by God. That was in Peter if you read it. So let's keep it moving. Number six, take your place in the royal family because it says we are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. We are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. We are special to God. We royal. So take your place in the royal family and act like royalty. Number seven, live a life so good that others want to know God. Be the light for those in darkness. Live so good that those who do not worship God will accuse you of wrongdoing and will see your good doing and glorify God. We have to be the light that lead others that are in darkness to the wonderful light who is God. By doing good, you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish people. That's in Peter. Let's keep going. Number eight, bear the pain of suffering from doing right because it symbolizes how blessed you are. And it says, who is going to harm you if you are eager to do good? If you suffer for doing right, you are blessed. Number nine, use your gifts to serve others. My cousin sent me a video today and 
I don't know if anybody follows the hip hop preacher E.T., but he was talking about don't chase money, chase your gifts. That is so true, because if you chase money, that's what consumes you. And if I'm not mistaken, that was in Peter. Yes, but it was in the book of Peter, the second book of Peter. It says people are slaves to whatever has mastered them. So whatever controls you, that's what you become a slave to. If money runs your life, you're always going to be running after money. But your gift will lead you so much further. Your gift, if you chase your gift, money will come to you. And that's one of the things that he was talking about. And it goes along with the books of Peter. Okay, so number 10, resist the devil. You know, they say resist the devil and he will flee. Number 11, have faith, goodness, mutual affection, and love. This keeps you effective and productive in your knowledge of Jesus. Sounds like directions to me. Number 12, confirm your calling. Be confident in knowing who you are and who you're called to be. Because when you know who you are, there is nothing that nobody in this world can tell you about you. So therefore, you won't be wayward. Because what I have realized in my life, when I allowed people to tell me what I was and what I wasn't, that's when I was the most confused because here I was knowing that I felt a pulling on the right. I was getting pulled in the left and all different directions because I couldn't stand on who I was because I didn't even know who Kivana was. So confirm your calling. Be confident in knowing who you are and what God has called you to be and who he's called you to be. And don't let anyone distract you or deter you from that because then you are off your post. And you're not able to stay alert. You're not able to stay sober because you don't have it. You don't know what it is to be alert and sober. You're distracted. And when you're off your post, you are away from your covering. Number 13, repent. Always repent. Repent, repent, repent. Whether you know that you've done something knowingly or unknowingly, always repent. 14, be on your guard. That goes back to stay alert, be sober, be on your guard. And the last one was to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord. Grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord. You have to study his word. You have to seek his ways. You have to pray for the things you don't understand. You have to always have him in your mind and in your heart. These were the instructions of the books of Peter. And when I went back, I was like, oh my goodness. These are instructions from the very first verse. The living hope. This is how you dwell in the living hope. So I hope that this Bible study was good to somebody else because as you can see, it was good to me. And I do have other verses just if you ever want to read it at your own leisure because I think next week we have a couple books that we are going to read. But um, 
some other scriptures were Psalms 42 and 5, Psalms 130 and 5, Psalms 27 and 14, Romans 8 and 24, and Psalms 71 and 14. And all of those basically talk about hope and it gives other directions as to what is the living hope. I just feel like this is a time where we should be studying our word a little bit more because we're coming into a day and a time where these things have to not be written down, but live on the inside of us and be in our heart. And we should be able to, to recite it from our heart and not from our notebooks or from our journals. But we have to live with this word on the inside of us. So on tonight, I hope that the living hope was a blessing to somebody. Um, this more this was more of a teaching moment. But when I tell you it was good to me, and I hope it was good to you. And I want to say good night. And I pray that tomorrow is a great day for everybody upon the sound of my voice. And I will meet you again, I think, on Wednesday for another podcast. And we're just praying that God sends a word. Good night, everybody.